I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. We're Courtney and Allison. This is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files. Sometimes. But today, Allison, it's about old, the old game. The old stick and ball. The old ball and plate. The old mitten dirt. The old slidey base. Uh huh, yep. The old <laughs> chat and chew. <laughs> The old game. The oldest game. Of all. Uh-huh. Forever. <laughs> Can you think of another game that that's old? No. Never. Can't. <laughs> Can't is the oldest one. The baseball. The baseball. Baseball. <laughs> wow. Uh, this episode of the X-Files is about baseball. Uh-huh. How much do you know about the baseball, Allison. Very little. Well, you go to some some good games. Yeah, I go to a game once a year of our local team, the yeah. Vancouver Canadians. The, the Vancouver Canadians. Yeah. And they play a ball. They Oh, they do. And I drink a beer and I eat a footlong hot dog. That's about it. Uh-huh. I went to a Mariners game uh, last summer. And let me tell you... When you go see a baseball game, you don't actually go to see the game. No. The game is, may I say, a too long. <laughs> it's so definitely it's a my, too long. I'm going to say it's about, how many innings are there? Nine. I'm going to say it's about seven innings too long. <laughs> yeah. But people actually go there just to eat the food. Mm-hmm. No one sits in the stands. It's just a constant stream of people eating. Yeah, because there's so many different things. You get a foot-long hot dog, you get a turkey leg. Turkey leg, you get, oh, at the Mariners game, you can get crickets. Damn. You can get dim sum. Yeah, you get sushi at, at the Matt Bailey. Yeah. Ooh, really? Yeah. I don't think I'd eat that sushi. <laughs> baseball sushi? I don't think I. I don't think I would eat baseball sushi. No. Ooh. <laughs> okay, let's get that description yeah, of this, this episode. Season six, episode nineteen, the unnatural. Here's the description. Mulder delves into an old case involving a star baseball player in the Negro Leagues with an otherworldly secret. Hope you like allegories. I hope you like racism. Uh-huh. I hope you like the N-word. Nope. Because this is going to happen a lot if you watch this episode. Not, I was... Not sh- by us. Not by... Oh, God. Not by us. I was kind of actually shocked. That- yeah, I was surprised. I was like, oh. Oh, you're just saying it. A couple times, huh? <laughs> Okay, well. You know who wrote and directed this episode? A white man? David Duchovny. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, no. The worst white man. Uh-huh. Of, of them all. Of all time. <laughs> oh, gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah, it really puts a spin on things, doesn't it? Sure it sure does. Puts all corkscrew ball <laughs> right into the mitt. Let's start. Sports. Sports. Let's start with these baseball boys. Uh-huh. These baseball boys, they playing in the old fa- old-fashioned times. Uh-huh. Out in the great desert of New Mexico. Uh-huh. Where many a game has been played. Where so much grass is uh-huh. in the deserts of New Mexico. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's actually not grass. It's just small succulents. Oh, just making a little carpet for you to walk yeah. on. Sometimes you get a pook. And these boys hate 
cactuses. They hate them. And so this is actually, Allison, how baseball was created. Um, people just hate cactus so much. Cacti? Cacti. Cacti so much that they had to throw something at it. Uh-huh. And then there's a group of people who really love cactuses. They're like, no! Don't! Stop it! I'm going to catch that ball before it hits the cactus. And, you know, catching the ball is okay, but then you have the evidence. you got to hit hit it away. You gotta, yeah, hit it so no Tor- one knows. Towards the... <laughs> Doors of the policemen's. Oh my god! The cactus policemen. Uh huh. So this is how baseball was born. <laughs> so tell me about these boys and why are they playing the game. The beautiful game. The perfect beautiful ball and stick game. <laughs> um. Well, they are playing the game for the love of the game. <gasps> um. The purest of all reasons. <laughs> and there's a boy named I think it was Moose. Oh yes, the tall funny one. And he is the pitcher. Uh huh. Uh, and he throws a lot of balls right into that cactus. Oh, he hated the he cactus. He hates the cactus. A cactus fucked her, his mom. <laughs> Moose. Moose hates the cactus. He hates, he hated it. And, uh, and then there's Axley, and he's the very good one. Oh, he's the very good one who hit the ball really good. And that's his 61st, uh, home run. X, Axley? Axley. Axley. Yeah. That's a very bad name for an alien. I agree. <laughs> That's kind of suspicious. It's a little suspicious. Is that his first name? No, that's his last name. Oh, okay. I think his first name was Josh. His first name was Et. Et. <laughs> E.T. Exley. Exley Terrestrial. <laughs> David Duchovny, you scam. Oh, you're so good at this. Yep. Uh, he hit the ball really good, mm-hmm. and it went all the way in the forest. Into the space. There's no forest. There are no are you on crack? <laughs> the cactus forest. Like, oh, the, the oh, 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 oh. We got a little dog. He do a shake. What are we gonna do, bud? Please don't back up into the oh, mic, no. my friend. He's putting his asshole right. Okay. Here's the problem. Yes. This is a story written by David Duchovny. Uh huh. And he's like, I'm going to write a story about the greatest game, uh-huh. uh, but also about black people. Uh-huh. And the only thing I know about black people is white people hate them. <laughs> yep. So who hates them the most? The KKK. Yeah. This is a very... Let's just let's just go into the big problem that's glaring us right in the eye, in that we have a story... A very black like me story, mm-hmm. wherein a white writer, David Duchovny, is writing about the experience of black men, but also that kookiness, adding that special mm, kookiness of the alien. Yeah, it is just very gross all around. There's like t- so. There's like two main problems that have been discussed a lot recently. Oh, really? In like. Um, in in the literary world, yeah. that relate to this episode. The first is to that people generally uh, prefer that you don't try to write an experience that's not your own. Yes. So with with um, David Duchovny, like yeah, if David Duchovny wanted to write a cool baseball episode with a black protagonist, that's yeah. great. But don't make it about what it's like to be black in the 1960s in New Mexico. Yes. Similarly, like, hey, if you're a straight cis woman and you want to write a book about two men getting it on, that's awesome. That's cool. But don't make it about how hard it is to be gay. (laughs) 
You know? Because you don't understand. You don't understand that as a straight person. No. Uh, And then the other thing that's come up recently, and it's actually come up more recently in um, regards to trans characters, but I feel it relates to this episode, is that, like, you know, it's cool that you've written uh, an episode with a black main character, but it's not, because that main character is an alien. Yeah. So you haven't. You haven't. Um, and a lot of the time right now in, in fiction, we're seeing characters who are trans, but they're also like aliens. Or, or like all your trans characters are like aliens or shapeshifters or, or werewolves. Or were- or- yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, you're not really. <laughs> like you're writing a weird allegory that doesn't really make sense and doesn't speak to anyone's experience. Like if that's something that a trans person wants to write about and explore, I'm all for it. Can just like... Because there's there's this argument in the in the community of like I hear it all the time with movies yeah like people are arguing about you know if you're a, if you're a white male cis writer maybe don't make uh, don't write the experiences of a black character and making it all about how difficult it is for them to be black because you don't have those experiences but then the white directors come back and say oh so you don't want black people in your movies yeah and it's like well that is 100 percent not what That's we're saying incorrect yes but it's just like hey you can have as many queer characters as many people of color in your movies or tv shows or whatever but if you're gonna do an in-depth episode or an in-depth plot change or conflict that surrounds about their experiences maybe you should not write that piece i agree maybe you should pay i don't know a queer person to write about queer people experience or a person of color like of a specific ethnicity to write about their particular experiences like yeah yeah uh-huh it's this idea that white people know everything yeah because they think we we as a people seem to think that we are some sort of monolith yep yes the monolith like the greatest game the yep baseball uh-huh the whitest game the whitest game of all. No, I think that's cricket. Oh, that's definitely yeah. Cricket. Because like baseball is like super big in Japan, super mm-hmm. big in Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, Rico, that's true. That's true. Super, super big in the Latin communities as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so definitely cricket. Then. Definitely cr- no dressage. Dressage. <laughs> the, the stupidest sport of all. <laughs> Horse dancing. Horse dancing. <laughs> Let us let us white people sit atop our horses as they dance. <laughs> Prance for me. Mm, so pretty. <laughs> that is the whitest sport. Yeah, for sure. Uh okay. Now. Uh the the KKK come. The KKK come and so do the end bombs. Yes. I am surprised on t- Fox. This is like what? That's cable TV, right? Yeah. That they are allowed to drop, I don't know, I counted at least two or three? Yeah. And bombs. And they just were like, uh, that's cool. They're not even allowed to say fuck. Yeah. Right? But they're allowed to say that. Who okayed that? Uh, Is this the okay thing? Apparently according to them, but I say no. Did David Duchovny write that word three times on paper? Oh, 100% he did. And <laughs> I absolutely believe that he did. And then he's like, no, guys, it's okay, because this is a period piece, and that's how people talked back then. Yeah, I absolutely believe that's what happened. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Making his black actors probably feel a little bad. Uh, Yeah, I would, maybe, maybe not great. Maybe not great. Then uh, Moose. Yeah. He hates. 
cactus. Uh-huh. Because they are also racist. Yes. He also hates the greatest cactus of all, the KKK. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who do look like cactuses. Oh, yeah. They got the pointy top. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just white, white fucking racist cactuses. So he, he beans one. He beans one. It falls off the horse. And it's an alien. It's an alien under there. Oops. <laughs> Aliens enjoy white power? I guess. I guess. It's really weird. Like, it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, it's, really. I feel like the... I, I feel like after it was revealed that a KKK member was an alien, the alien had to look at the camera and say, well, I never thought I'd be stuck in this predicament. <laughs> but let me tell you, it was a long story. <laughs> it's weird because that alien, the KKK alien, yeah. the KKK alien... <laughs> Um, oh, no. ostensibly is the alien bounty hunter, he's right? The, yeah, he's the alien bounty hunter. And it's weird that the alien bounty hunter would be, like, aligned with the KKK, because aren't the alien bounty hunters about stopping colonization? <sighs> That's a good and stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just think they hate aliens... Oh, yeah. Maybe they just hate aliens amongst humans. Maybe they just don't trust them. I have no idea. And frankly, I'm not willing to dwell on it. Really? Yeah, it really doesn't matter. Let's not dwell on this episode at all. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. This episode is going to be kooky. Uh, Yeah. Do you know why? Why? Because there was banter. Oh, there was mad banter. It was too much banter. (laughs) It was too much banter. Skelly was a little sassy. She was extremely sassy. Do you find that when... Do you find that when uh, the X-Files gets new writers, not not writers that have a, a good hold on the episodes, but kind of new ones that maybe jump in for one or two episodes, the Scully's tone changes... Absolutely. ...so drastically. Yeah. It's like she's a meat puppet. Uh-huh. And they're just putting their hand right up inside <laughs> and her. And say, here, I'm gonna be sassy today. Uh-huh. I'm gonna fuck a murderer today. <laughs> I'm gonna eat a tofuti rice dreamsicle. I fucking love tofutis. Yeah, but tofuti and rice are two different things. That's... What? That's right. Yeah. Tofuti is ice cream made of tofu. Rice ice cream is made of rice. rice. They're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. This show doesn't give a shit. This but sh- I just... The show does. They're like, what's funny? The we're word making, We're making fun of you and your non-dairy ice creams. <laughs> Sorry about your colon dipshit. Also, what is it with with Scully and her diet choices? I, I don't, don't know. I don't like to diet shame. But Scully's not a real woman. No. She's a woman written by men. Uh-huh. Why do men seem to think that women eat nothing but yogurt and non-dairy things because they'll get fat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. I can't wait till she brings out her big salad and she just, like, eats just that Just eats fucker. it and she mm. smiles and then Mulder and, and, laughs. and Skinner are just fucking in the background. <laughs> and she's like, in front of my salad? No, that's a modern <laughs> meme, kids. That's an old school meme. <laughs> and then the Pikachu is like, oh! Yeah, he does the face. <laughs> he does the face. The shock face. That's my new favorite meme, by the it's way. It's good. Okay. This is going to be kooky. Mulder is looking through old newspapers. Periodicals. Periodicals about to see if there's, like, I don't know, anything spooky going on in there. Mm-hmm. Is that his whole thing? Cool. Is that how you do science? I guess. Detective work? Yeah, science and detective work are the same thing, so, yeah. 
Crime? There's a Mulder, there's not enough crimes going on that you need to go find some. Yeah, go find some old crimes, because these new ones just aren't good. You know how many missing and murdered women there are in the world? A lot. A lot. No, you know what? That's not spooky enough for me. I'm going to go find some old crimes. <laughs> so he's looking and he's trying to find something. Yeah. Anything. Yep. And what he finds is uh, his old friend. Arthur Dales. Arthur D- Oh, God. Can you explain this Arthur Dales, Pete and Pete situation? <laughs> Please. So we know Arthur Dales is the man who started the X-Files. Yes. That Mulder met in that episode Wait, about... we do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was an episode where Mulder was a young buck, and he met the man oh, who started yeah. the X-Files, and then that's how we got to where we are now. And he went to Florida. And then they went to Florida, and there was a jellyfish monster. Yeah, and oh, boy. And Arthur Dales was there, and now we meet, not Arthur Dales, but Arthur Dales, his brother. My name is also Arthur. Could Why? Why did... I guess they just needed a character. Here's the thing with David Duchovny. He's sitting in front of his typewriter. He's got his big glass of whiskey. And he's like, how do I introduce a character who knows nothing about Fox Mulder, but he has to know everything about Fox Mulder? I know. I'll take this other character and just clone him. I think... I wonder if maybe it was like... They he wanted it to be Arthur Dales, but they couldn't get the actor. <laughs> so they're like, well, this guy's name is also Arthur Dales, and it's his brother. <laughs> We're going to have to go through some rewrites. Good as new. Oh, no. That was, it was really dumb. Yeah. It was really dumb. Um, so this old man, let's tell his thing. Okay. He is a, he was an old cop. In Roswell. In Roswell. He knows everything about Mulder's situation. Mm-hmm. So you know what? We don't have to fucking give context nope we just know and Mulder found a picture about of him with uh ba- the baseball player with Exley with, with Exley E.T. Exley yeah and so he's like this is the baseball player that disappeared 40 years ago and then also in the picture is the alien bounty oh, hunter oh the alien bounty hunter and they know him Dolph Lundgren yeah cause he always looks like Dolph Lundgren no matter what and it's like god why it, well if you chose to look like one person for the rest of your life now I have to say Dolph Lundgren and young Arthur Dales look identical to me <gasps> What? I can't tell the two men apart. One is very old and one can break your no, head no, apart. No, no, the young version of Arthur Oh, Dales. the young version of Arthur. The cop. The cop. Oh, yes, they, they were very beefy. identical. Yes, they were very beefy boys. <laughs> it's, it's Dolph Lundgren's little brother, Alf. I was going to say Dolph. Lolf <laughs> Dongren. <laughs> He married another man. He changed his name. His last name was Dongren. <laughs> Witness protection program, my dude. <laughs> they'll never find it. I love Dolph Lundgren and Lolf Dongren. <laughs> Did you know that when you go into the Witness Protection Program, they don't usually change your first name. Hmm. They usually just change your last name, but it's usually the same first initial. Interesting. So, because it's because it's greater <laughs> chance. Sorry the. Heater is on. Um, It's a greater chance of you remembering who you are because if someone says 
hey, Allison, mm -hmm. and your name really isn't Allison because you were in the Witness to Protection program, you could get shot in the head. Courtney, you can't just tell everyone that on our podcast. What? That I'm in Witness oh. Protection. Like, that, you're, you just blew my whole cover. I won't tell them that your old name is Rallison Oss. <laughs> what does the A sound like? Aos. Aos. Nice. Are you Shortney Crumb? <laughs> no, I'm Courtney Denardums. <laughs> um, now, we now go back. This entire episode is a flashback. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? I don't know. Why would... Why is the X-Files need... An, a flashback is it is there not enough happening in the current contempt like the current universe that they need to go beyond the veil i guess not can we talk about how this flashback happens well, how does the flashback happen there's a small boy what do you don't remember the small boy no, i don't remember the, the small, small boy. boy comes to the door of arthur dale's apartment yeah and his name is poor boy po boy his name is Poor Boy. He's full of shrimp. And he brings <laughs> he brings alcohol what? to Arthur Dales, and Arthur Dales tells Mulder to tip the boy. Ah, tip the boy. And then Mulder gives the boy some, like, five dollars, and the boy's like, ah, oh, you're a real Roosevelt, aren't you? A Roosevelt? Maybe not a Roosevelt, but some old-timey name. Oh. <laughs> Rockefeller? Yeah, Rockefeller. Okay, you mean a rich old-timey name. Yeah. Okay, Roosevelt was two presidents. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Presidents are rich. Are they? Why else would you do that? <laughs> I thought president the presidential salary is actually not that much. Yeah. I know prime minister. And if you have much. to sell your peanut farm, then you know. <laughs> the greatest sacrifice of all that James <laughs> Carter gave to this country was giving up his fucking peanut farm. <laughs> Can we talk about a personal X-File? Please. About James Carter? I would love to. Have you seen the Jimmy Carter peanut statue? No. I'm gonna just pause so everyone right now listening can Google Jimmy Carter peanut statue. Because I saw this thing in real life. What? And it is a... It is a... A tirade that will haunt your dreams <laughs> forever. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Now, I, before I show you, and now the audience has already seen it. Yeah. What is iconic about Jimmy Carter? What do you love about former President Jimmy <laughs> Carter? I guess his kind eyes. That's a, You know what? He does have kind eyes. This statue has no eyes. What? Guess again. I'm now. I'm imagining like a Mr. Peanut. You would be correct, but there's no arms either. What? <laughs> Is it his his nice smile? <laughs> it is his nice. It is his smile. But let me tell you, on this on this Jimmy Carter, James Carter, our thirty seventh president, I think ours. Yeah, well, I'm half American, so... So yours. Mine. The, the smile. Ah! <laughs> no! It, it looks like a Descri California raisin. 
raisins. It does look like the California raisins, Allison. Now, this is in Plains, Georgia. It's just on the side of the road. Uh, it's called the Smiling Peanut. <laughs> And it's a statue in honor of our president, James Carter. Jimmy why, Carter. Why would they do that? Why, indeed. <laughs> I think, so So this is my X-Files theory. Uh, Jimmy Carter has outlived a lot of presidents who have come after him. Yeah. Correct? Um, for instance, son of Satan, George Bush Sr. has yeah. died. Uh-huh. Uh, rest in not peace, you fucking animal. Um, <laughs> And James Carter is still alive. Yeah. I think I think Jimmy Carter has created a horcrux. Oh no. Maybe it's like a Dorian Gray situation. What? And the smile just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, <laughs> but it's so incremental that no one notices. And Jimmy Carter gets younger and younger and younger, yeah. but his smile gets smaller. Oh my god. <laughs> We cracked this wide open. <laughs> James Carter, our 39th president of the United States, is, will outlive every single president there ever will be. Now, are you just changing his, <laughs> what you what order of president he is every time you say it because you don't know? Our 38th president. I know he's around there somewhere. Our 47th president. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um yeah, his smile. That's that it'll live forever. Well, Gosh. I'm glad Jimmy Jimmy I was gonna say Jimmy Horcrux. <laughs> Jimmy Horcrux Carter <laughs> will live on in infamy. 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 And infamy. Thank you. Okay. Let's talk about black people. I don't okay, fine. Okay. As two white people we have to. Okay. Who else will? Jesus <laughs> Christ. I love a story. About how white cops and and black people got along just fine in the 1940s. Yeah. That's what I like to see. I think, yeah, I think it, both it's realistic uh-huh. and understandable. Uh-huh. And relatable. And relatable. <laughs> and uh, reflects the future that we're currently in. Uh-huh. A contemporary times. Mm-hmm. No racism. What, what's, okay, what is this uh, thing that's going on with this white cop and the Arthur, whatever his name is? Uh, so there's basically, Exley is like this really great baseball player yeah. and they want him to try out for the majors. Um, and then all the racists are like, no, we'll kill him first. He yep. can't be up there representing people in baseball. No, thank you. This great game? I don't think so. I liked the game better when it was just white people killing cactuses. <laughs> so there's like a basically a threat on his life. Yeah. And then the cop, Arthur Dales, is assigned to protect him. Yes. Because that's probably what would have happened. Mm, no. Nope. No. You. So Arthur Dales gets basically, first of all, bullies Exley into letting him protect him. Yep. Um, and then gets on their tour bus, and Goes they're all driving point. around. And they're just having a great time. Oh, they're having a ball! <laughs> Is this... Okay. It's written by David Duchovny. Yes. And I have a big problem with people writing... Um, with white people writing people of color in in historic... With a historic lens. Yeah. Because it always seems very minstrelly to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? This episode definitely did. Like the singing, the 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 kind of stereotype of this kind of religious space. Oh yeah, singing. like like David Duchovny just being like, let's pop some fucking African American spirituals in here. Yeah, because that's what I know about black people. And just like 
kind of this jokey, fun time. Like, I get it. Like, again, David Duchovny, it's not your story to write. You don't know these people or you don't know this history. But it's like henpicking the stereotypes that he's seen in media before him yeah. and, and placing them in his own written work. Well, especially the part where, like, Arthur Dale says something that, like, could be construed as racist. Yeah. And all the guys on the team are, like, you know, getting up around him, like, hey, what'd you just say? What'd you just say? What'd you just say? And it's like, okay. And then they laugh it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it reads as, I, like, I don't use that word lightly, that minstrelly, but it just is the stereotype of a black person back in the 1940s yeah. and 1950s that are, it's not great, especially when it's written by white people. Yeah. Let's talk about squirt guns. Okay. Allison, can you set up the squirt gun fiasco? We're at a ballpark to yep. play the beautiful game. Mm, the best game. Um, They're all, everyone on the team passes around some chew. Oh, yeah. And then Arthur Dales has somebody throws up. Is it just beef jerky, right? Yeah, it's just beef jerky. Uh-huh. They're just chewing on that beef jerky. Mm. Uh, and then there are two men, as they as as Exley goes up to hit the the beautiful ball. The beautiful, perfect ball. Um, there are two men in the stands on the other side of him, and they pull out guns. Yes. And so Arthur comes and tackles Exley to the ground. Yep. And the two men just have squirt guns. They start squirting the people in front of them. Allison, I was so angry at this <laughs> that I actually did some research on why. Water guns. Okay. Can you tell me what year do you think water guns were invented? 1986. 1980 is correct. <laughs> uh, it was actually invented by a black man, oh, which is cool. really interesting, and it turned his patents turned into the first couple super soakers. I think I saw something about yeah. him recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I tell you his original patent name? Please. The Power Drencher. <laughs> I know a few people I could give that name to. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems really out of place, the water gun scenario. Yeah. They used to have um, gun lighters. Mm-hmm. That would have been a better... But they didn't stick. even have little squirt pistols or they anything. They didn't have... No, 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 Interesting. No. Maybe, like, a little bit earlier than the 1980s, but not in the 1940s. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, this baseball man, Lika the Greek Goo. Yeah, he hits, someone hits a ball right in his head. Right in his poor right in his noggin. Old noggin. And it goes into the, and this is after we see, Exley has seen his reflection, or Arthur Dales oh, has yeah. seen Exley's reflection on the bus. He got an alien face. What in his will reflection. my reflection show the alien inside? Very good. Yeah? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's a yes from me. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Uh, and then he uh, he gets hit in the noggin with a beautiful ball, yes. and someone puts a glove under his head, and it leaks a green goo. And it they and and the police officer sends that to the lab. Uh-huh. What is this green goo? What is this green goo? They don't know about Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. It wasn't been invented yet. Nope. But it will be now. Uh-huh. Currently, because they're like, hey, who? This is tasty. Mm-hmm. I feel blasted. <laughs> Flavor by the Baja. Oh God. Now. There is a scene. I, I'm going to skip to the next scene I wrote about, which is the uh, Ho- motel, motel Holiday Inn, hotel motel Holiday Inn scene. Yeah, good. I want to talk about that. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> so uh, Arthur Dales is in his bed and yeah. he hears a noise and he gets up and he sees the shadow of Exley practicing his baseball swing. Yeah, uh, and he goes into the room and he sees that Exley is an alien. He's an alien, alien on the floor. Okay. <laughs> 
It's a, it's still a yes for me. Okay. Um and uh Oops. he faints and then Exley keeps trying to bring him to and then eventually he does and then they have a long talk about how Exley's an alien and this is what he really looks like and this is why he started playing baseball, etc. And then <gasps> he turns in <gasps> To a beautiful woman. With nipples. With nipples. She's smuggling some raisins, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and friends beyond the binary. And then he sits on uh-huh. Arthur Dales' lap. And they fuck. <laughs> That's where I got a little bit gay. Aliens just gonna fuck. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Can I... I want to back up a little okay. bit. Okay. Because I do want to talk about the fucking. Yeah. There are two things I hate about this scene. Okay. The most. The mo- There are two things you hate the most. Yeah. There's many things I hate about the scene, but only two things I hate the most. Okay. Number one, the puppet mouth. Oh, yeah. Dust was like no articulation whatsoever. No. It was just like a donut hole. It was very bad. That was like crunched. Mm. I don't know. It was not great. And also hearing like... I don't know, the actor's voice coming out of it. Yeah, it was, it was really just made me uncomfortable. It made probably a lot of people uncomfortable. <laughs> um, number two, this alien's wearing boxers. Yes. He got junk in there. <laughs> did you see? What, did, did you see the junk? I mean, there was a weight to it. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> aliens have junk? Ding dong. Oh no! It's all up in there. Daily and ding dong. <laughs> so those are the. Th- but but yes, let's talk about how Exley just turned into a, a femme with no bra on and just like. Just sat on Arthur Dills' lap. Maybe. He just horned. Yeah, the alien is nasty. <laughs> he, wants some, he wants some human D. Yeah, it wasn't just the baseball he was into. <laughs> He's like, I wonder what's down there. Because I don't know. I got stuff. You got stuff. Let's put it together. Let's see. Let's mush it all up. Because as an alien, I don't think he's probably seen a lot of, you know. No. Probably not. Maybe he's just in the, like, the change room. Maybe. Baseball change room. And he's like, oh, they're all like this, huh? Yeah. How how do you use them? Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's put them tip to tip. Let's just line them up. (laughs) You just make them kiss. (laughs) <laughs> you smoosh them. Oh, no. You smoosh them. Okay. I want to go to the scientist man. Okay. So, as we know, this alien Exley is going to be hunted down by the other alien, Dolph Lundgren, the alien killer. Yeah. Alien bounty hunter. And so, the uh, we see maybe Exley come into the scientist. Yeah. And the scientist is like, what is this green goo? We've never seen anything like this. And then Exley turns into Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. And then throws the scientist across the room, in through the glass door, uh-huh. and the glass did a murder. The glass did do a murder. It's st- Now, tell me something, Allison. <laughs> if glass is in sticking, it was, it was just, was it through him? Was it? thrust through him? Yeah, in his back. But it was just Not in his all back. all the way through. No, I don't think he would have died. <laughs> if that's what you're asking me, in my opinion, as a medical doctor, yeah. I don't think he would have died. He just got some boo-boos. Yeah. Just stitch those up. It was really the class did a crime, really. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so now we know that, now we know that the Dolph mm. Lundgren is on the alien's case. He's on the case. So what happens next? 
Oh, man. I was sleepy, so I'm going to go with what I think happened Okay, let's do that. That's fun. The, um... Arthur goes to find Exley in the baseball field. Yes. And he's like, hey, if everyone thinks you did a murder, you gotta get out of here. Yeah, you did a bad and murder. Exley's like, no, I know, and I already talked to Dolph Lundgren, I'm gonna leave. Yes. Because he told me that's what I should do. Yeah. And then they talk about what it means to be a man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they say, to be a man is to have the heart of a man. I can arrange that. Yeah, we can, we can get a couple of them. Got some in my cooler right now. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> so I can be whatever gender I want uh-huh. as long as I have an organ from someone who identifies. I think I, it doesn't even need to be a heart, really. No. I think it's just any organ. Just, just get anything. It. And I don't, you'd like it doesn't even need to be in your body. You can no, just, you just have, have it, it on your shelf. Can someone, like, spit in a little vial and I carry it around my neck? Yeah, I think that works. And then I can just change whenever I want? Uh-huh. That would be the best. That would be awesome. Ugh. I hate this. (laughs) Me too. Because not only is it that, but there's also this kind of, like, analogy of, like, being an alien, but also being a black person. Yeah, and it's really weird, and it makes me feel so uncomfortable. This, like, again, this kind of black-like-me analogy. Yeah. Anyway, Arthur's real ripped up about it. He doesn't want to see Ashley go, but Ashley's like, I gotta go, peace, and then there's sirens. Yeah. And then Exley's like, oh, wait, actually. And then he goes out to the desert. Yeah. Where the game happened at the beginning. Yes. And, and it's still KKK happening KKK now. <laughs> and it's still happening forever. <laughs> and uh, the KKK come. And then it's just the, the, everyone runs away and it's just the alien bounty hunter and Exley. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, show me your true face. I'm going to stick this in your neck. And then he's like, this is my true face. He's like, okay. And he stick it in the neck. Uh-huh. And then he bleed? He bleeds. Yeah, the alien bounty hunter goes away, and Arthur Dales comes, and he holds Exley in his arms tenderly. And then he's like, no, it's just regular blood. It's not going to hurt me. It's just blood. And Exley's like, okay. And then he dies. Why Why the blood, though? I don't know. Because he turned human? I guess so. He did fuck a human. Yeah, so maybe, so maybe he became a human. he became a human. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is this really just a love story? I mean, the next part of it is. Oh, no. I don't want to talk about that part. But that's the thing. That's the part. That's why everyone loves this episode so much. Well, oh, because the end? Mm-hmm. Oh, they love the episode where someone drops three N-bombs? Uh-huh. <laughs> People fucking love this episode, and it's because of the end with Mulder and Skelly. And they, they just have blinders on the entire I time. I couldn't believe it when I watched the... I like I was like, this is the episode you love? Because of the end. Yeah. You can't cherry pick, my friends. <laughs> you can't. You can't say you love an episode that uses the N bomb. You can't. Hey, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't. No. You can't, you do, can't that. do that. You can't. <laughs> oh, but they stand so close and they wiggle their hips. God, it made me sick. Yep. Do you, do we even want to talk about the ending? No. Yeah, no. Let's not give him the satisfaction. Hey, 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 can I tell you how it should have ended? Yes. <laughs> this is how it should have ended. The alien dead. The policeman upset. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and then people are like, gosh, they used the end bomb three times. Uh, yeah, nothing happened with Mulder and, and Scully. <laughs> Okay, let's rate this fucker. Okay. I rate on a spooky scale. One is I can't 
One is I will sleep forever. Five is I cannot sleep. I give this a... God. I'm going to just think about how angry it's going to make me. I give this a one. Nice. I'll remember this episode. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I read on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means hey, great episode, all the way to My Struggle Part 3, which is the worst one we've watched to date. Um... I'm going to give this a 10.75. Oh! Wow. It's worse than the one I just gave a 10.5 to. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. But it's not as bad as My Struggle Part 3. Yeah. Because I'm still mad about that. Still angry. Wow. (laughs) Just a real bad eps. Just to tell you guys, like, this is tough. We are hitting over, like, nines. Yeah. The last couple episodes. Yeah, definitely. Gosh. Oh. On things that ostensibly other people love and are nostalgic for. But the, here's the thing about nostalgia. It's wrong and bad. Yeah, I like, agree. Because it, it rubs out the, the problematic parts that don't fit with our kind of psyche, right? You know what I mean? The only approvable nostalgia what? is the nostalgia I have for Northern Getaway. <laughs> no, Northern Getaway used the N-word all the time, bro. <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh, no. (laughs) But the Cat Street Boys. (laughs) I think think nostalgia is okay, but when people become obsessed with it, it's not okay. There needs to, with nostalgia, needs to be like a level-headed understanding that, a grain of salt, basically. You gotta take it with a grain of salt. Because, like, when people like a TV show, but then don't. Don't understand that that TV show has hurt a lot in yeah. media today. Like, has made a big impact, but a negative impact for well, what, media going forward. The weird thing is that, on one hand, you have people saying, like, oh, X-Files, like, you know, is the reason that TV is the way that it is. Like, it had this huge impact on TV. But then, at the same time, the, those people also say, like, oh, well, you know, it was the 90s. And, of yeah. course, they had episodes about this and this and that. You can't have one without the other. Here's the thing, though. If the X-Files did have a big impact on TV Today, TV Today is not very good. Yeah. <laughs> True. Like, as a whole, uh-huh. not great. Mm-hmm. We still have episodes that drive female characters' plots with rape. Yeah. You know? We All still have, the goddamn time. We still have white writers and white directors telling people of color stories. I mean, like, we primarily have white writers and white directors. Yeah, so it's not good. It's not it's good. It's not good. And this is your legacy. Chris Carter? <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> okay, let's do a personal X-File. Cool. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Because we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get affected, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. I want to tell you the spookiest baseball story I have ever found. Revenge of the Cacti. No. Okay. It's not... I wish. This is from the Daily Mail, UK, because they into the good old game of ball. They and like stick. the ball game. Uh, Will the real Brady Fiegel please stand up? Meet the doppelganger, six foot four inch minor league baseball pitchers who share the same red hair, black rim glasses, and name, but live in different states and have never met. <laughs> Oh my goodness. What? Wow. First of all, Daily Mail, a headline's gotta be short and sweet. (laughs) (laughs) That was all the headline? That was the entire headline. They don't understand clickbait, my dude. (laughs) Okay. 
Uh, Brady Fiegel is six foot four. Uh, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the problem. There's two of them. Him. That distinction, or rather indistinction, was unearthed by Texas Ranger beat writer Levi Weaver on Twitter when he posted headshots of two minor league pitchers who just happened to be nearly identical, stand six foot four, and have the name Brady Fiegel. But as hard as it to believe that Brady Fiegel have different parents and social security numbers, the two of them are actually born five years apart, and they throw with opposite hands. Well, so we know it's not the same person. I'm still suspicious. <laughs> yeah, they look very similar. <laughs> um, let's see. What else do we know about this? Right-handed Brady Gregory Fiegel is 22 and born in Missouri, playing uh, at college level in Mississippi, and is now a member of the single-A Bellow Wisconsin Snappers. Um, wow. His 27-year-old doppelganger, Brady Matthew Fiegel, God, middle names are shitty, hey? <laughs> yep. Is a southpaw. What? That's a left-handed. It means you're left-handed. Why southpaw? I don't know. It's kind of cute, though. <laughs> I'm a southpaw. Are you a southpaw? Yeah. I was told that I started out being a Southpaw, but my school teachers said, don't be weird and use your right hand. <laughs> oh, America. Is that sad? Uh, a Maryland native who played collegiately at his home state in Mount St. Mary's is now a member of the Texas Rangers. There's no evidence that Brady Fiegel and Brady Fiegel have ever met, although the two naturally get confused from each other from time to time. This is my favorite thing. Even the operator of Old Miss social media account confused the two when wishing right-handed Brady Fiegel happy birthday on his Twitter in November uh, 2017. Wrong Brady Fiegel, responded Brady Matthew Fiegel, who never played at Old Miss. Might be looking for this other guy. Well, this is awkward, responded the Rebels account. Our bad. <laughs> Oh, I love it. The, also, the weirdest thing is the two players had no idea each other existed until 2015, when both had the elbow procedure known as the Tom, uh, known as Tommy's John surgery, surgery performed by the world-renowned orthopedic surgeon Dr. James Andrews. Hmm. So they actually went in and had the same surgery, and the guy's like, "Oh, what? That's awesome!" It's like, oh, "I already did this. <laughs> I did this. It didn't take." Uh so. The two have inadvertently picked up some Twitter followers attending from the other Fiegel. The 27-year-old Southpaw said he'd make sure to double-check any baseball card before signing his autograph. <laughs> he had, like, a perfect game card, and I'm like, uh, yeah, that's not me. Sorry, I can't sign it, said the elder Fiegel. They're like, well, can you still sign it? I'm like, no, sorry, that's not my card. <laughs> that's a that's a good old baseball it's story for you. Um, what do we do next? Predictions. Let's do predictions. Whose turn is it to predict? My turn to predict. Your turn to predict. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me. Allison. What's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. We're at two and a half and two and a half. I think we're tied. Yeah. Uh, did I get any points for this, Allison? I don't think so, because there were no ghosts. But there was baseball. Yeah, that's true. Okay, you got half a point. So I you're at three. three, and I'm at two and a half. X-Files Season 6, episode number 20. Mm-hmm. This episode name is Three of a Kind. Oh. What are there three of, Allison? Sorry, a bird was looking in our window. <laughs> <laughs> You're just looking straight into our window. Oh my god, that's weird. Uh, 
three of a kind. I guess maybe it's a... Oh, you know what? I think it's going to be a serial killer. Oh. I'm going to go on a limb and say serial killer. Serial killer. I think he's uh, he's collecting organs. Three of them? As they always seem to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's my whole guess. That's it? Yep. What's the three of a kind thing? Well, he has to have three, like, you got to have three livers, you got to have three other organs. So it's like a numerology. Yeah. Spooky, satanic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three is the loneliest number. Kind of thing, yeah. Okay, okay. So half point for serial killer, half point for, like, three. Yep. (laughs) Nailed it. Being spooky? Uh Uh-huh. Hey, Allison, you know what's spooky? What? If people have never listened to the other podcasts on the Major Cast Network. Oh! Ah! Ooh! You scared me! I pooped myself! (laughs) How can the Space Cadets... Get a, just fix that little problem. Well, um, you can go to majorcast.com, I think is the address. I'm not sure. Uh, or just, just, go- Google, just Google. Just Google go- Give it a goog. Um, and if you want to know what show we think you should listen to this week, uh, check it out right here. I'm Tom Lockney. And I'm Liam Sr. I really like video games and internet culture. And I like movies and TV. And every week we research a true story from our preferred mediums and tell it to the other person. It's super fun and it's great. And even when it gets a little intense, we find the last in it, damn it. Lots of learning, lots of laughter, sometimes bummers, but lots of friendship. Media Majors. Every Monday on the Major Cast Network. Ooh. Ooh, it's spooky. Uh-huh. Ah, ooh, spooky. <laughs> And also, if the Space Cadets need to get a hold of us just to tell us about their favorite ball and sticks game stories, uh-huh. what can they do? You can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelled out, D-O-U-B-L-E. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at doublexfiles. And if you're still using Tumblr, you can find us at fuck yeah, doublexfiles. <laughs> Courtney's using uh, their dog's leg to tickle me, and now just kind of softly caressing my arm with their dog's leg. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think we've run out of Yeah, let's talk about focus. Tumblr taking away my fucking porn. Yeah, not stoked. Not Not cool. stoked. Also, Facebook, you're on notice. Oh, everything. Everything. Who knew the internet would take such a cruel turn? Well, the people that were all complaining about Sesta and Fosta. <laughs> a long time ago. They all knew. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> Oopsie doodle. Okay, we done? Yeah, we're done. Until next time. The, the truth, truth is, is out there. there. I woof you. I oh, woof you, I woof Lord. <laughs> okay, Pepper Jack. I woof you. Oh. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun. Stay nasty and stay major.